Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Press Start Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dalen Weatherup, joined once again by my faithful colleague, Dayton Brown. Yes. Thank you for having me once again, my friend. Yes, as always. Uh, so we're uh, we're only six months late. <clears throat> <laughs> we're only six <laughs> months late, but uh, we're finally going to talk about Witch Queen. Um. Yeah, well, I, I think it's good timing because I mean it's yeah. you know it's the tone down time of season right before the yeah. whole Vidoc for uh, Lightfall and everything. Exactly. So, I think it's a good time so really, what it. you're what you're telling me is that this was strategic. Yeah, we're not fashionable. And we're doing we're this on purpose. Strategic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, how have you been, man? How's life been going recently? I know you just got over COVID, but. Yeah, no. Uh everything's good. Um can't complain. Been trying to play Destiny a little bit, you know. I play Solstice here and there, but I don't really play it, you know, as much as I did, but that's usually what happens when it comes to season time instead of expansion time. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, I have know. the I have the Guardian Games quest on my character. Um mm-hmm. cuz I played Guardian Games but forgot to, I went away, you know, something happened and I didn't mm-hmm. get to turn the quest in while the uh, while Guardian Games was still happening, so my uh-huh. quest, my game was just like, hey, hey, you you want to you want to turn in your quest? It's right here in the tower, but oh, like, well. The, well, the thing's not there, so I I can't turn in the quest. Uh, <laughs> so every fine. every time I open every time <laughs> I open the tower map, it uh, I have the fucking quest icon in the middle of my map. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Well, you might have to wait yeah. till next year. Maybe it'll. Do I mean, I'll probably next just. Year delete it because i assume the quest will be different yeah probably probably yeah but you know <clears throat> yeah so it's our tri-monthly podcast episode yes. we definitely need to get better about this um yeah but so welcome in um witch queen big thing really cool thing witch queen was pretty dope Let's talk about it. Yeah, it was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. What we played um, for... How long do we play for? It wasn't 16 hours this time like it was with Beyond Light. I don't think. The first day was I like think it was more like 12 13? or 14. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was right around 13. Yeah. Um, it was cool. Which was Without essentially that, I mean, the entirety of the campaign, which I loved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always love those playthroughs the first day you know you get so prepared and you do you know the first day and everything in the campaign then you grind for the next like six weeks and you're done with it but like you know it's it's worth my money because it's something to do when i don't you know have other games going which i usually don't so well and it was it was almost worth so i i just got the regular version i didn't get Mm -hmm. bothered to get the expensive one um Mm -hmm. And so it was worth the 40 bucks for, you know, experiencing what feels like Destiny's potential. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, this was a great, Savathun was an amazing villain. Um, And I think that they, you could tell that they really are now flourishing with their new uh all their new teams 
since they just expanded and like opened new, a new uh, studio and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and increased their budget and partnered with Sony. And you can tell that I don't think the Sony partnership really had much to do with Witch Queen because I think it was already done before that happened. Um, right. But there, it seems like now they're finally running after their split from Activision. Um, yes. And obviously that's a great thing because it's like it's getting back to the storytelling that was the beginning of Halo. And Halo, the beginning of the Halo story was amazing. Right. Um, and so we're finally seeing that again from Bungie, which was great. Um, yeah, I think this was definitely probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest expansion of the entirety of Destiny 2. Yeah. I don't think people would disagree with me on that one. Mm. Um, I did love Forsaken and all, but I think this one probably edged it a little bit, at least. Um, even though, you know, Forsaken was great. I love Forsaken. I loved everything about it. Um, but you could definitely tell after the split, you know, Shadowkeep and Beyond Light weren't all what we were hoping it to be. Yeah. Um, still played the shit out of it, but, you know, it's not what we were hoping it to be. And then I think Witch Queen, they, um, they really hit everything that I wanted from a Destiny spent expansion since back in... I don't know what, like the Taken King and mm-hmm. um, the Siva expansion that I always forget the name Rise of for of some Iron. reason. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think they really did a lot of cool things. Um, I mean, I think the legendary campaign was something that, Fucking awesome. you know, everyone, it's like an unspoken thing that everyone's wanted, mm-hmm. you know, something more challenging, something more. Um, like a thing you get more rewards from and for doing difficult activities and you have the big nightfalls and everything, but we were kind of missing that one, you know, collective thing that everyone does at the beginning of the game, you know, that, so you just don't fly through it. You can actually, you know, strategize with two other fire team members and, you know, complete. And it feels very rewarding at the end. I think that was something that was really good for them to do. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I didn't, you know, have any problems with it. Um, I felt like the whole, uh, crushing the hive ghost thing was pretty cool. I thought that was an interesting thing to add. Very, I felt like a lot of justice was running through my veins. That was, (laughs) um, yeah, but, um, no, I, I really, I really think this is a great starting point, especially for the next two expansions, Lightfall and uh, the Final Shape. I feel like those are going to be very good Still expansions. Yeah, I know. Um, but whatever that turning point is, I'm very yeah. excited to see what happens there. Um, but I think, I mean, if this expansion was like this, I can't imagine what Lightfall exactly. and the Final Shape are going to be, especially Lightfall, because we've been waiting for this since you know 2014. Yeah. I mean, um, and I would very strongly agree with you on Witch Queen being Destiny 2's strongest expansion, and I would also say that I just think Witch Queen is far and away Destiny's best ever expansion, and I, including yeah. Destiny 1, and I really don't think it's all that close. Yeah. Uh, I think Witch Queen did, it did the thing that 
I've always talked about with Destiny, and I know obviously I'm not the only person, but it was that the gunplay in Destiny and like the combat and everything has always been amazing. But the story has never really been that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can say without a shadow of a doubt that the Witch Queen campaign and story was amazing. Um, yeah. And so they kind of like completed the, um, like completed the circle, I guess, for you could, you could say, um, for Destiny, mm-hmm. where it finally kind of came all the way around and it, it got that last little bit that it's always kind of needed. Um, yeah. I think to really take the the game to to the next level, quote unquote. Um, right. So I'm glad that they were able to finally deliver on that and show that, like, because we know that Bungie can write a good story. Right. Um, and so I'm glad that they, it finally came into Destiny. I think everything probably since i mean forsaken was a great story i think but it mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things where i was like uh what's the game i'm trying to think of kind of like far cry 5 i know this is a bizarre comparison okay. but you know far cry 5 you kill all these uh people in certain regions and then kill john seed you know it's it mm-hmm. and forsaken was like kill all these barons right and then you know well the dreaming city was different but anyway um i think that story was good but i didn't think they started storytelling really good until the split from Activision, you know, shadow keep yeah. wasn't the best, but it started with the pyramids and you know what the darkness is. Cause you can't keep going with, you know, variations of enemies like scornars, which scorn are cool, but like, you can't keep going with that. You know, you got to go to what's been there ever since destiny one, you know, the darkness and they started doing that in shadow keep. And I thought there was going to be more of that in beyond light, but you know, it was just, you know, ice people. Um, but, and then Witch Queen finally, you know, they're starting to go with, uh, you know, Hive Guardians and stuff, but there's still variations, but you see a lot more darkness influence, especially the raid boss and stuff like that. And you go in a pyramid ship and it's huge. It's massive. Um, especially some in the campaign, but I think they started really doing well storytelling, especially in seasons, which I don't play too much of, but you know, you can always you know, after a season or two, watch a YouTube video and catch up if you don't play, you know, but it's, it's a little bit of storytelling, but it, it goes a long way, especially when the next expansion starts. Cause it's, you know, all these, um, little tidbits of information and story coming to fruition in a big, um, Mm -hmm. expansion. And it's really nice to see, um, storytelling being a huge part of this game again. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it never really was, I guess, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. it's starting to become this big thing. It's what, um, we, it's what so, you've always wanted from destiny is for the story to be able to keep up with the rest of it. Right. And, and now, we're coming to this big now breaking point. The story is at the forefront of the game. Right. Story is, is not be, yeah. the thing that just comes along with the game gameplay. And now it's the gameplay comes along with the story. Um, yes. Which, which is, is really what I like cool. a lot. And exactly. I think their turning point was once they committed to, I think it was sometime between like, I want to say it was sometime between shadow keep and beyond light, but it could have been between forsaken and shadow keep where they came out and said, there's no destiny three 
is just going to be Destiny 2, and we're going to keep updating it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when that when they did that and they revealed the uh, the DCV, like, the content vault, um, I think that is was, like, their... If I had to choose a turning point for Bungie's storytelling outside of the split from Activision, which is obvious, I think it would mm-hmm. be that, because... I think what that is to me them figuring out what they wanted to do, because I think right. they didn't necessarily know what they wanted to do with the story. Like I'm sure they had some general idea, you know. Like I'm sure the them wanting to bring in the pyramid ships obviously has been in since the start of at least Destiny Two, because mm-hmm. at the end of the vanilla campaign we see the pyramid ships. So obviously right. they've had it in their heads for a while. But I think yeah. that once they committed to keeping the story in this game and that they are not they weren't gonna split their attention between this game and developing an entirely new game, I think mm-hmm. that's when their story and their writing team really kind of took control, I so to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the uh Beyond Light by Doc where Luke Smith talked about yeah, yeah, the yeah. DC thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where things really changed in the two years between then and now. Um, And I was actually, uh, I went back and listened to the Destiny episode uh, from earlier mm -hmm. in this podcast, which you should go watch. It's available on Spotify. Um, And we talked about how, so this was pre-Witch Queen because I wanted to remember what I said about Witch Queen before it came yeah. out. Um mm-hmm. before like going into it, I wanted to be able to remember what I said before Witch Queen. Um and we mentioned how we thought that Witch Queen had the potential to be the best ever expansion, mm-hmm. which I think it clearly was. Yes. And one thing that we talked about was how we wished that Beyond Light had had gotten the Witch Queen treatment and it had been pushed back. Because I think pushing the release date back is mm-hmm. was maybe the best decision that they could have made. Oh, I, I think and this is just more of a game design rule in general, but I think always rushing to put a product out is never really a good thing. Right. Yeah, and that little bit of drought, although it was a little tough to play the game at that point, it was overall good for the game, which I'm when glad it was, they did it. What, it was like three months? No, no, no. It was like four four or five months, right? Between September and February? Yeah. Of, yeah. October, yep. November, December, January, February. Yeah, five, four and a half, five months. And... Right, there wasn't a ton to do because they weren't planning on having that drought, so they didn't really have any content for us. Um, right, which is you know not their fault that they right. didn't have anything planned. This is not me slighting Bungie; it's just uh, effect of a good decision that they made. Um, but it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, you know, this kind of sucks, and now it's I have to wait an extra five months for Witch Queen. But right. it's uh, it was so worth it. It was so yeah. worth it. I agree. Because and I think oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was I was just gonna say uh, them pushing it back could probably finally mean that 
uh, Destiny expansion could come out over the summer since last was February, and you right. still got to do three more seasons. This one com- could yeah. come out, you know, June, July of next year. So I think that's something. I mean, obviously they'll gain a lot more players playing it on day one and stuff, which I mean will be harder for the servers. But they did a relatively good job with that with Witch Queen. Um, yeah, and I think all of our perspectives. I don't. I don't think we all waited really that long. I don't even um, really remember waiting more than like five minutes. Yeah, no, I didn't really wait at all. But um, I, I think it, if you have something come out over the summer, especially when all you know everyone's video games are in, yeah, everyone's out of school. It's a big drought time, especially right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm not really playing anything. I don't really have much to play. Yeah. Um, but it's that big drought season where you can. You know, you have an opportunity to release a game, and it could be the big game of the summer, and you'll gain yeah. more player base, maybe, and stuff like that. Because the free to play is getting better, and mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a great, a great marketing thing to put it out at least early summer. Um, but I mean, this season doesn't end till end of August, you know, so yeah. it's it's definitely going to be a little bit before Lightfall comes out. But obviously, we'll learn more the twenty third when the Vidal comes out. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good marketing thing for them to do is put it out over the summer. And I, players on I am one, wondering so. what uh, they're going to end up doing, if they're going to keep the extended schedule for the rest of it, or if they're going to try and go back to every 12 months. Because I yeah. think it's almost worth it to go every 16 months instead. And maybe yeah. you come up with five extra months that are a little weaker, you know? But mm-hmm. I think you'll never make everybody happy, right? And I think yeah. if you go for 18 months and this doesn't come end up coming out until uh, what it would be September 2023, which is a very mm-hmm. long time from now. Right. Um, but even if this time next year to September next year is pretty weak, I think as long as you then deliver a Witch Queen style quality expansion i think that you will be fine uh, i mean i just think of the, the community of the game. will thank you for it yeah think of the scale of the game yeah like the scale of the expansion i mean it's already a big expansion we've been waiting eight years for this you know yeah. but imagine them having a solid almost year and a half to you know make an expansion mm-hmm. i mean that would be that would be very interesting. There would definitely be more missions, more new ideas that they can put in the game, you know, with a little bit of extra time. So I think it's definitely, yeah. you know, something that would be great, you know, and had to wait a little bit, but I think right. it would, uh, it would definitely be good. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, I have a list of a whole, a massive list of four points that I wanted to hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we already got the first one. We already got the first one, so we locked it down. Best expansion ever? Go. Question mark. That's in my notes. Um, <laughs> so this is the next two are kind of like rolled into one because it's about okay. the campaign, but yeah. you can't really talk about like we already kind of talked about the campaign, but you can't talk about the campaign without talking about Savathun. Right. And I think I was prepared to be disappointed with Savathun. Not that I don't have faith in Bungie, but it's that she's been teased and built up for so long Mm 
And right. as like, since, since we only really knew her through lore up until Witch Queen, you know, mm-hmm. you could like build it up in your head and you're like, holy shit, this character is fucking insane. She, Oryx was her bitch. <laughs> um, right. And we know how dope Oryx is. Yes. Um. So I think it would have been easy to be disappointed by Savathun, but I can say with the utmost confidence and certainness that I was blown away. That I think she is one of the most intriguing and developed villains that I maybe have ever seen in a video game. Yeah. I think the... And I kind of saw it coming. Spoiler alert for the Witch Queen campaign, but if you haven't played it at this point, it's kind of your fault and you deserve it. Um, yes. The, the the plot twist, I kind of saw it coming. Like, they, it wasn't really a plot twist to the player, I guess, but mm-hmm. for the characters, right, where they're like, holy shit, the Traveler chose Savathun. Right. Like a known enemy of the light and then where they were like the darkness is not actually evil the darkness is a neutral thing that Mm -hmm. i think was a really good story decision yeah i do too um i think the story had a lot more surprises than people thought it would um and I just I just remember going into that mission with the traveler over her little arena. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, this is yeah. this is happening. Like the traveler's not it's in here. the tower anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, was kind of crazy, even though it was only for one mission. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was the last mission. And I think the last mission was really good because I remember after that first time you see her, um, and you fight her in that little room where she spawns the three guardians when yeah. you get her down to like a health thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember quote unquote killing her. Yeah. I, I thought, like, oh, okay, that was, yeah. that was kind of easy. Yeah. Um, and then everything starts to get slow around you and shit. And I was like, ah, oh, there nope. we go. That's better. Um, you have to run across that long bridge and then you have to go into the pain. Um, fight. Yeah. And, um, do all that and then go into the thread weavers or whatever yeah. it was and kill them. And it told the story in there and you kind of psyched her out and were like, yeah, you were the bitch, you know, you did all this. <laughs> um, I think it was very cool. I think they did a very good job um, with the campaign and certainly other things, but especially with the campaign, because the campaign's half if not more of the expansion so you know Mm -hmm. you got to come out strong with that and i think especially the legendary campaign i think they did a great job with that i don't really want them to change too much because i don't really think too much needs to be changed um but i think uh you know you can always add a few things here and there i think they will flightfall you know they're they've said they're going to continue this um because of the you know outraging fan Mm -hmm. support of it yeah um I don't think change anything drastically. I think everything's pretty good the way it is. Um, I still think it'd be cool to have six people campaign missions, but yeah. you'd have to I think a lot of enemies. Too hard to balance. That. Yeah. So, but um, I, I think they could add a few things. What those things are, I have no idea, but right. I think they uh, they'll find a way to please us. Yeah. As yeah. players. 
So. In Bungie, we trust. Um, yes. But I thought it was super cool that at the end of the campaign, like, it, like she died, but mm-hmm. it kind of almost feels like she still won because right. she did what she wanted to do. Right. She made us realize, right, that the Traveler is probably, you know... The Traveler's probably the thing that's evil in this universe, right? Oh, for sure. Like, <laughs> the Traveler sure. is definitely what's evil. And I think the only reason that the that humans and everybody think the Traveler is good is because of the speaker. And it's like, um, it's like old Christianity where somebody... <laughs> would, no, no, go bear with me on this. Where some, okay. like... <laughs> like Ancient times, I'm talking like Rome, like the time of actual Jesus. And where soon after his, not soon after his death, but in about 100, about 100 years after his death, there was a really big conference with like popes and stuff and priests and pastors from all across uh, the known world mm-hmm. where they came together and tried to decide what is Christianity and right, right there's all these people being like well i am the one that can truly communicate with god so you should listen yeah. to my word okay yeah i see what you're talking about yeah. I so i know that yeah. was a little okay. that was a little roundabout but you know the speaker's like i can communicate with the traveler i'm the only one that knows how to communicate with the traveler this is what it's saying right and fuck for all we know the speaker was probably an evil bastard like I mean, you couldn't even see his face. Yeah. Like, he probably... He I, we don't even been, know if he was a human. Yeah, we could. he could have been somewhat of the dark. He could have been fucking like Megamind, the Witness. Yeah, he he could have looked been. like the Witness. Dude, that'd be I, a fucking huge plot twist. Yeah. That'd be fucking that huge. Would be crazy. That would be so cool. <laughs> if he's just some... If he's like uh, someone like Rolk or something, but, he, you mm-hmm. know, like the suit is what keeps him small, that would I think something would be cool... Since you can't really keep the speaker alive, mm-hmm. I mean you can, but like it, something would be cool is if he was a disciple of the witness and like he died to Gaul, and you know obviously he didn't say anything in the Red War campaign because he uh-huh. was just you know kept prisoner. So I mean I think it'd be a cool storyline where Gaul didn't know, and like Gaul still didn't like the darkness because it tried to do something to the Traveler. Right. Like Gaul could have known and not told you, or there could be so many different things. But I think it'd be cool if. He was either a disciple of the witness or yeah. he's like the witness's hand man. And then you fight right. him in a lightfall and raid or something like be a boss. Best. Right. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. The real reason the witness is going to come kill us all is because we killed his right hand man or something, you know, and no one would fucking see that coming. No, I don't think anyone <laughs> that would. would be totally out of left field, but it would be so sick. Yeah, it would be. One thing that I hope that Destiny continues to do is dive fully headfirst into the deep end of the lore and the world. Yes. Because the Destiny universe is so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like the Star Wars extended universe where there's just so much shit and it's so fucking cool. Yeah, especially like Plagueis novels I, and stuff I like that. I wish the canonical stuff would get into. So if they can, like, if Bungie is willing to have the balls to do something like that, I think it would be awesome. 
Um, side note, did you see that Christian Bale might play Starkiller in a movie? Yeah. Well, and uh, people think it might be uh, Sam Witwer. I would because... love that, too. He was the original guy for it. Yeah, because they put out a tweet or something, something like that, that said uh, there's going to be a voice actor coming to a movie that has already played a Star Wars character. Um, oh, it was for the new Jedi Fallen yeah, Order game, too. Yeah. yeah. And so people think that it's going to be Sam Witwer as Starkiller. I fucking hope. Because Starkiller be is Sam Witwer's face, too. Right. So I think that would be fucking sick. But I can also and, see them yeah. not doing it because it would create problems since mm-hmm. The Force Unleashed isn't canon, technically. Right, and it was also based. And he's like, Maul's voice after the fifth movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, so, he's Maul's voice, so it could create the. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that would I think be they sick. And alone, I live action see, in their movie. Yeah, I could see them going either way with it. I think Christian Bale would be dope. Um, I Absolutely. think he's a really good actor. But I do too. Anyways, Destiny. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, but I think that. I just hope that they get more into uh, the world and keep expanding the universe. Yeah, if that I do as sense. well. Yeah. Um, and then, so something else I wanted to talk about with the campaign is how fucking long it was and how yes. amazing it was that it was so fucking long. And yeah, then, it was along Along this. with this, along with this, we'll talk about a legendary campaign too. Um, okay. But I thought that the fact that it was so long was fucking sick. And I'm glad that they... I don't know if they were necessarily holding out earlier. I think they just didn't have the capabilities to write a story like this up until now. The other Um, facilities. Yeah. Or just like the staff for, you know, for a million unknown reasons, they couldn't have done a story like this up until now is what I'm going to say, because right. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Um, but I think the fact that they were willing to create in like an eight-hour, nine-hour-long movie, which is essentially what we played, was fucking right. dope. Yes. Like, we played, we played it day one. I swear to God we were playing the campaign until almost 10 o'clock at night. I think we were, yeah. It I, might have been I, even later. I think I, it the campaign took us eight or nine hours. And we played yeah. on Legendary, which, so we'll use, well, now we can talk about Legendary as well, just kind of at the same time. Um, mm. But I loved the Legendary campaign. Yeah. It made no, it I did too. hard, which I think yes. Destiny is begging for because the it regular stuff to. is too easy. Yeah. No, I agree. We're just too powerful as a. Guardian, so I think they definitely needed to make something harder. Yeah. Um, so I think I think they did a really good job um, with making the campaign and everything. You know, something new, something fresh, something that gives like the streamers and everything like more content to stream, and the casual players something to challenge themselves with, and then the more veteran players like us to you know do something new that's a challenge but we can still do you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it, i i will say it was definitely hard at first getting yeah. used to everything you know oh, you yeah. don't know the story missions um stuff like that 
Um, I think it was definitely still a little challenging. We um, wiped. A I wouldn't lot. say it's easy <laughs> by any means, but um, I think once we started doing it and started getting used to everything, we took yeah. it more cautiously rather than recklessly, like we do. Not balls you know, the original long. campaign, right? So you definitely have to play Destiny more like a a, a Call of Duty campaign mission on hardcore, right. you know. But um, I think it was. I think it was something that uh, was definitely good for the game. Yeah, I thought the the step up in difficulty was cool. The fact that there were almost like raid mechanics in some of the missions was sick. Right. Uh, I thought the fact that there were res tokens and not just respawn restricted was cool. You know, mm-hmm. we had uh, multiple loot drops in the same mission, which was a fucking godsend. Yeah, those are fucking insane. I loved that. The fact that you those just are... it it's destiny leaning into the to the loot the looter part of a looter shooter where you just fucking right. raking it in. You're just yeah, raking because, like, in the shit. Like especially how long the story missions were. Yeah. I felt like Stranger Things. That was like the. Movie episodes like the yeah. campaigns were like the missions were like an hour apiece, if that. So, okay. like, it was really crazy. Um, and you'd get like two or three chests and you'd just be overloaded with ingrams, and it was insane because you know, I'd love it, I'd get so much loot, um, so much infusion material, you know, it was great. Yeah, there's only, yeah, there's only eight missions in Witch Queen. So, that yeah. goes to tell you how long the missions are. The fact that About it took us almost an nine hours. Right. Which I think is exactly what the doctor ordered. Yes. For this game. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I thought the fact that they gave you um, enough, uh, what are they called? Enhancement cores, what you used to infuse. Um, yes. So that you can keep infusing your shit so that you're not super far underpowered the whole time. I thought that was right. awesome. Yes, um, they need to keep doing that. Yeah. I, 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 God, I, I know they won't because they're not this stupid, but God, I hope they don't get rid of Legendary Campaign in Landfall. Oh, no, I don't think I, they I know I think they, they won't. They were going to. I know they won't, but right. like, that would be a horrific mistake. Yes. Also, um, the armor you get at the end. Yeah. I think that was very useful as well. You had so many benefits, and you got an exotic as well, like a new mm-hmm. one that came out yeah. with the mansion. I think it was – you got so many, like, useful things with it. Like, you just can't do the normal campaign when you see all of that. Like, I couldn't. No, when it like, just made no it – It's So just, many benefits. It made me more invested in the story because, right. like – you're more focused, you're more like it just made the campaign experience so much better. Right. Um that I'm so happy we didn't play it on normal. I'm so happy. Cause I think if part of the problem with Destiny campaigns is they're so fucking easy. Mm-hmm. Uh that I think this was perfect. I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Do you want to hit on Void 3.0 and Solar? Yeah, yeah we can do that. Yeah, we can talk about Void. Um, I like it. 
I love that they're revamping the subclass system because I think the stasis yeah. system is super, super cool. Yeah, there's so much uh, customizable things, mm-hmm. especially with the way you play the game. Um, One, it, it's more, it's even, it's leaning even more into the build side of Destiny. Right. Which is a side that makes the game very, very cool. Because it's a, it's a thing that most RPG shooters have. Like, I'm going to use Borderlands as an example, because I've been playing the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the new Borderlands game recently. Mm-hmm. And that game's, like, build crafting and the loot and shit is insane. Yes. So that I'm glad to see Destiny getting into that sort of... You can build for this one, and obviously there's going to be, there's always one thing that's really good, like fucking Reaping Wellmaker, still don't have that mod, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I suffer without it for the entirety of fucking the release season, being like, oh, I'm doing nothing compared to everybody else. Um, I ended up just making a stasis build, but, um, which was super cool. I had a blast with it. Um, Yes. But I was like, I know I'm not doing the ideal thing, but I'm still having a ton of fun. I'm using weapons that I like to use. I'm using the new exotic because I used the, um, it involved the new arms that came out. Mm-hmm. The hunter ones that make the your dusk field nades bigger. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it used those, which is super cool. I like, I'm getting to use new things. I get to use guns I haven't used before. Like one of the variations let you use um, the stasis grenade launcher, whatever the fuck it's called. That's like really bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's really. <laughs> but it was all yeah. about like creating and destroying the actual like crystals, and then you used like because the arms would spawn a crystal in the middle of your nades. Yeah, it was just dope. Yeah. So I love yep. that they're leaning even farther into that part of the game. Right. I think um, I think Void, I was definitely the most excited for because I'm a big invisibility person. You know, yeah. smoke bomb dodge. Uh, Tether's really useful when it comes to damaging, you know, big bosses and stuff. New Tether was um, so OP. It's, it's so good still. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I do hope after this coming season with the ARC 3.0, I hope they go back to balancing out uh mods when it comes to each subclass so like mm-hmm. a few for void a few for solar a few for arc because i feel like after the void season i mean it was still good but there weren't as many void mods especially from the season pass right. that i could use on my character so right. it was kind of pointless and then going to like they kind of make you use the subclass which is fine you know good to test it out what's good and what's bad mm-hmm. but i hope after everything Maybe when we go into Lightfall, they can kind of balance it out when it comes to mods. Because I had a really good time with volatile rounds uh, yeah. with Void and the machine gun that launched with it. I, I would, it I would assume that they will um, make it mixed after the, the season after Arc comes out because right. I think it's perfectly okay to be like, there's a new thing coming out. Uh, ours. Artif- the artifact is going to feature stuff that's for the new thing. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. But I just hope um, that once uh, we're past that, that they mix it up, like you were saying. Right. Um, I definitely did like Solar. I, I think I like Void more, but Solar was cool. 
I thought they would do a little bit more with it, especially oh, for Hunter. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think it was cool. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, I already have an arc build going, so whenever that <laughs> comes out, hopefully they don't mess with it too much. But because um, I did put a lot of prisms and stuff into mm-hmm. this, but um, I'm hoping arc is cool. I'm hoping they change up arc staff a little bit because it's kind of it, it's kind of been boring. I mean, no one really uses arc on Hunter. Yeah. I mean, it's just you. not very good. Yeah, unless you do the, the melee dodge, melee dodge, but I don't yeah. feel like breaking the, su- the, the super circle is just button. not very good. On my PS5 controller, so I think the um, subclass is fine. I just think the super is too weak. Yeah, I agree. And like the blocking yeah. um, projectiles and stuff, I think that's. I, I don't know. I feel like an inquisitor with my lightsaber, just <laughs> blocking things and flying around. Yeah, I mean, arc has um, arc hunters have always been the worst hunters since the inception of Destiny. Yes. The only reason it got used in Destiny 1 was because it could go invisible, but then Night Stalker came out and that to became fucking Blade Dancer. The invisibility <laughs> class. Dude, I know. Blade Dancer was fucking sick. Go back to fucking Blade Dancer. Blade Dancer dude, was the sick. The Don't Touch Me's, their original yeah, exotic. Dude, the Don't Touch Me's were OP. Blade Radiant Dancer was insane. Um, but yeah, I hope they revamp it a little bit. Um, yeah. With Ark. But I want, I want to talk about solar because you know this. I know you know this. But for anybody listening, I have been a gunslinger since main since like the since day one of 2014. Mm-hmm. Like, so for context, in Destiny One, I don't even have Night Stalker fully maxed out because I literally only played gunslinger. <laughs> I it's all I played. Is all I needed. I was so fucking good with the knife. I was good, great at it. And then Destiny Two came out, and they were like, "Huh, Gunslinger sucks. Just be a Night Stalker yep. nerd." Um, yeah, just do better. And I was so excited for Solar, and I think it's super fun. I have a really cool build um, with Skyburner's Oath. Funnily enough, um, but I think Solar is really cool. I like the uh, grenade that you get to shoot as a hunter. I think mm-hmm. that's dope, and I hope that they have more stuff like that, like just like the little things like that. Um, but after seeing how OP Void was, I think Solar was a little disappointing. Yep. No, I agree. Um, I'm hoping Arc is better. If not, it's fine. As long as they release, you know, balanced mods for each class, and I can go back to using Void. Um, but I'm hoping Arc is good. I, I think they're doing a great thing, changing everything to like Stasis's though. Yeah, I do think some of it also just has to do with the nature of the subclass, right? So, like, the theme they pushed with Void is, like, debuffs and, excuse me, crowd control and all these sort of things. Um, and Solar is, like, And Solar burn was and, healing yeah. and burn and this. So it just doesn't seem as effective. And I, I don't... I, it, it wasn't as effective as Void. But I think part that's partially just due to the nature of the subclass and the, yeah. the way they chose to push it narratively. I think the potential of arc and chaining and stuff yeah. like that, I think that could be definitely very good. I and think like if it comes out like void, it'll be really fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think it needs, I think subclasses will need something similar to uh, 
like volatile rounds to be Agreed. considered yeah. on the same level as void because solar had radiant, but it's not you know it's a lot harder to apply than mm-hmm. volatile rounds, especially because of weeping Wellmaker. Um, <laughs> um, oh, dude, a fucking funny story. So when I was making my solar build, mm-hmm. uh, the build that I made requires explosive Wellmaker. I didn't oh, have it. I didn't have it. Right. I have it now, but I didn't have it. Um, and I was like, oh, Ada sells mods, so I'm just going to run to Ava real quick. And, like, I know she won't have it, but, you know, like, maybe she will. And she fucking had it. And I was like, God has smiled upon me this day. <laughs> uh, that's very funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, but I hope, I have high hopes for Ark. I think it'll be cool. And then I th- I think they need, I think Lightfall, there needs to be a new subclass. Yes. Yes, I it agree. Been, it will have been two years. And so, like, if you think about it, every two-ish years, there's a new subclass in Destiny. Or at yeah, least a modified subclass. Because from original, then in... Forsaken. I guess it was only one year, or it, but in D, even in D one, in in Taken yeah. King we got uh, Night Stalker. We got yeah, it was Night Stalker. Um, I don't remember the other what the other two were called for the Titan and the Warlock, um, but we got Night Stalker hammers and then fucking Palpatine hands. Palpatine. Stormcaller was the Warlock one, and like Sunbreaker or something, I think. Was the Titan one? Um, yes, it was. But and then in D two, some of the supers changed, like base D two. Some of the supers changed, like uh, roaming striker changed. Yeah, striker changed. Um, you know, there was Nova Warp. You know, all that sort of stuff. Um, oh, I guess Nova Warp was Forsaken. Um, yes, but they cha- You know, they changed some of the supers. Uh, it was Dawn Dawnblade was the change to Warlocks for base D two. Um yep. no self res anymore. And then we had right. Forsaken with the new um uh the, just the new supers in general. Um the Titan big hammer with the yep. throwing hammer. I just remember that because the, the dude that does the sound effects in the Vidoc, like <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. I love that fucking guy. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was the big hammer. Yeah. Uh, spectral blades, I think. Yeah, I mean, each class got three new supers. Yeah, it was crazy. Super cool. Uh, and then, which I guess I understand that that is a lot easier than coming up with a whole new element and everything. Um, yes. But, and then Shadowkeep, I don't think had anything super related. But then, obviously, Beyond Light, we got Stasis. Which was very, I loved Stasis. I loved you know, Stasis. not Crucible. Obviously, I but so cool. PVE wise, I think Stasis was great. I love it as a whole. Yeah. Um, my hypothesis for Lightfall or Final Shape, whenever we get one, I'm hoping Lightfall because it'd be a few mm. years. Um, is like the darkness element, I guess. You know, yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of obvious, but right. um, right. you know how Rulk on the 
pyramid ship kind of yellow stuff use that yeah the yellow stuff mm -hmm. i'm thinking that's something that we'll get hopefully we can kick people like he did that'd be <laughs> cool i'd love the high kick motherfuckers that'd be cool <laughs> um but that could be like a finisher or something that'd be cool yeah i don't know but yeah, yeah but i um, i think that they need a new subclass soon and i hope that they're working on one yes i know it's been yes. hypothesized in the community for a long time that there's going to be it's gonna be some like corrosive thing like hive magic style of thing where it's gonna be like green and all that sort of yeah, stuff like thorn uh, yeah, kind of like burn thorn yeah. subclass pretty much i still think that'd be fucking cool um to be i think that'd be really cool but even more so than like how it would work in universe you'd have to think of a subclass that would work from a design perspective first right yeah so right. it's it's all about if they come up with an idea that they think would be good enough to actually develop and put into the game, and I understand that that's hard to do. Um, I think, um, I mean, yeah, I'm not a developer by any means, but you know, in um, Dead by Daylight, the hunters that throw the knives. Yeah, and I know it's kind of a thing like spectral blades, but it'd be like a a roaming super for not like a long period of time, but you'd throw like these poison knives and you can mm -hmm. also like stab someone near you or like dash at someone near you and yeah. like assassin them that way i think that'd be pretty cool for like a hunter super here i have an idea that i want to tell you about but i'm gonna need you to go to google real quick so you can okay. get my reference for this okay and go to google and type in silas league of legends s-y-l-a-s and then click on images, and so you'll you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. So I think what would be really cool is if it was like uh fucking chesticle oh, dude, Jesus. whatever his name was from D1, the Thorn Strike boss, Chogoth, yeah. Where you used the super and you had like chains and you could like whip them and hit people with them and you could like pull yourself to people with the chains and pull yourself to environment and stuff. Yeah, I think that cool. would be sick. For the yeah. hunter super, and then you know oh, you yeah. could come up with you know something else for the other two. Like yeah. you know you can do magic is obviously the easy mm -hmm. one for warlocks, but yeah, there's definitely not a uh, absence of ideas yeah. that the Destiny yeah. developers have. And you could do like so. a battle axe for titans or something, right? So I, I think yeah. that would be cool. I think that'd be really cool. But I, I just but... want there to be. Obviously, there's always a thirst for new content, but I think there needs to be a new subclass soon just to yeah. continue to spice up the game, you know? We'll see August 23rd. It's yeah. less than a month away. Shit, they could, they could definitely show it off. Uh, and so the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was um, weapon crafting. Okay. And so we don't have to talk about this for too long because um, I don't think it'll take too long to cover. Um, right, but I wanted to get some of your thoughts, you know, good, bad, kind of what you think about it. Um, I think like every game, you know, every shooter, every, um, MMO stuff like that, you know, there has to be some kind of crafting system. Um, I think destiny did a pretty good job of it. Uh, I'm not the biggest of crafters in destiny two at the state of the game right now. Cause I don't necessarily feel like i need to with you know random roles and um 
stuff like that. I think it's definitely cool. I have used it a little bit before, but you know, I'm just, it's my personal preference. You know, I'm not, I'm not really using the crafting too, too much, but I will use it when I need something and when I need mm. to for certain weapon to get the, the good God roll. But with, um, you know, randomized rolls and stuff like that, I feel like, you know, the guns I have now, especially the, uh, the new stasis primary fusion that they have out that I've been using. I think it's called Riptide or something like that. Mm. Um, I've been loving that um, with the new season, but um, I have crafted that because I wanted a certain role and it's definitely, um, it's definitely helped me out. Um, But I think, I think crafting overall, it's a, it's a great starting point for them. Um, I think they can definitely, there's so many ways for them to expand it. And I think they definitely will. Um, but I think it's a very good starting point for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think obviously they have stuff to fix. Um, but I think, you know, that's also just part of uh, just the game and it existing in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and yeah, but I think it's a good system that they need to keep um like expanding upon and they need to create and make sure there's enough patterns like mm. i don't i don't think every gun should have a pattern or anything like that but i think right. they just need to make sure that there's not a shortage of patterns and that there's enough for each type of weapon right like yeah i might be wrong here but i feel like the only craftable submachine gun outside of osteo is the mini tool i think yeah right now yeah and like i don't think you can craft any bows and i get that that's just also a product product of it being a new system um Mm -hmm. but i think they just need to make sure that they keep up with uh there being enough guns to make crafting worth it yeah yeah no i agree i think that's yeah i think that's very well said dope dope so that's it for destiny talk this week uh but we're starting a new segment this week uh we're at the end of our podcast i'm going to ask you a random question we're gonna have a random question of the week or of the episode okay uh so i just looked up on the internet random question and the first one that i found is what do you think was the best thing before sliced bread um let me the double best check thing before sliced bread sliced bread start sliced bread started in 1928 okay so what do you um, think was the best thing before sliced bread there could be so many answers here. <laughs> so many answers. I'm trying to keep it PG here. Um, when was the airplane invented? Before 1928, I'm pretty sure. I'd probably say an airplane. I think that's the most useful answer. You know, airplanes do a lot nowadays. Yeah, airplanes do a lot nowadays. They're Dope. you know, aviation has took a big step. I think Dope. it's uh I think airplanes would be a good answer for that. How how was my answer? Dope, no, I think planes is a good answer. Planes are pretty okay. damn cool. 
pretty important yeah, in are. everyday life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've especially commercial and military. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things you can do with planes. Yeah. Planes are pretty cool. Although I want, you know, thinking about it, I wonder how long, and obviously the answer is 1908 or whenever they were invented, but I uh-huh. wonder how, if the Wright brothers never existed, I wonder how much longer we would have gone without inventing planes. That is definitely a right, question. Like, and maybe you gotta, it would have been you gotta after think like, You got to think like, at that point, when something like that doesn't exist, the only way it gets invented is someone that's stupid enough to try it. Right. So I wonder how long it would have taken <laughs> if they huh. hadn't existed for us to come up with planes. Right. I don't know. That'd be, that's an interesting like, thought. Yeah. Would it be like now? Or would it have been like the 70s and we would have first come up with planes? Probably then, yeah. I don't think it'd be now. Technology is too advanced for there not to be planes now. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's pretty – yeah. Yeah. Planes. Nice. I like it. I like it. (laughs) I really made my brain work. Yeah. yeah, Coming at you with the random questions, man. Right, yeah. Coming at you with the random questions. That's the whole point. I don't know. Part of me wanted to say uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. I think that was a pretty good thing. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that was pretty I good. I would agree. Um, I said I think cars were pretty cool. Cars are pretty cool. Um, yes. And I looked it up. I didn't realize how the first plane was invented like 10 years after the first car. I didn't realize they were that close together. I didn't Cars either. were only invented in like 1890-something, and the Wright oh. Brothers were 1903. I didn't realize they were that close I think close relatively together. close to the slow spread date. I was, I was going to say like Declaration yeah. and or well, something. But right, was, right. Yeah. Something <laughs> right. Way too far yeah, back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> planes, I like it. I like it. Yeah. The best thing before sliced bread. Also, the best thing before Betty White, because Betty White's older than sliced bread, or was older than sliced bread. Was, yep. That's the key thing, was. All right. Rest in peace, buddy. Dope. That's it. What a podcast. That was, that was the podcast. Well. Yeah. Um. We're, so we're going to try and do this more often. I know we're going to be starting up school here in a few weeks. Um Woo-hoo. I don't know if that's going to make it easier or harder to do these. I think I could see it going either way. Um, yep. Yep. But we're definitely going to – it's definitely a goal to try and stay on top of this a little more. Um, so we're going to try and start getting these out a little more. Thank you, my friend, for joining me as of as course. always. I appreciate it. Doing this. Yep. No idea what we're going to talk about next time. I know sometime before the season we're going to do a uh, – we're going to revisit our season predictions, and I think we're going to try and do a few episodes throughout the NFL season oh, uh, yeah, sure. based on what's going on. Uh, if any big trades happen or anything like that, we'll make sure to uh, fire up an episode or uh, get that going. And I can say this, next time we record, we might be on much more professional-sounding mics. There we go. There's a thing that I am cooking up that might put us on some more professional mics instead of just my headset. 
There we go. Yeah, I use mine too. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Yep.